Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. I'm Darren Poole, Global Head of Creative for Kantar's Insights Division. Hello and welcome to this episode of Future Proof. I'm joined today by Mike Watson, Creative Director at Wonderman Thompson. We're going to be talking about the HSBC ad that was the winner of the print and out of home category in the inaugural Kantar Creative Effectiveness Awards. Given the nature of the ad, we'll also be talking about purpose or corporate social responsibility and the role that that has in advertising today. So to start, Mike, given that we are in a podcast and we're talking about an out-of-home ad, would you describe the winning ad to us and tell us about how it came into being? What was the strategy and why the bank went down a purpose path? The ad was, it was inspired by the work that was undertaken by HSB UK's financial exclusion and vulnerability team. And they work with people without a fixed address to help them open a bank account. And they brought us this thing and said, like, we're doing this. We need to get people, you know, aware of the fact that we are helping homeless people open bank accounts. And I can tell you, having moved from South Africa to open a bank account in the UK is very, very difficult if you haven't lived here before or if you don't, you know, have one. For homeless people, if you think about it, they've lost their bank accounts. Without that bank account, 
They struggled to get a job. Without a job, they struggled to get a bank account. They've caught in this cycle of exclusion. And we just thought this was really fascinating, you know, this, this idea that a bank was helping homeless people open bank accounts. But it was when we looked at the sort of data that Shelter provided, because they work in tandem with Shelter, who's the charity. The bank provides the bank details and the charity provides the addresses. So it's a, a partnership. And when we looked at that data, we just saw that it was really, really shocking. It, it really drove home how massive this issue is. I mean, if you think about Birmingham, I think it's one in 73 people in Birmingham is homeless. And by homeless, we don't mean, you know, on the street, we mean couch surfing without a, a fixed address. So we looked at that and we thought, what could we do to really drive these messages home? And that data gave us this idea of doing hyper-localized ads. So the one you saw in the awards was for Birmingham, but we did do borough by borough, city by city, as well as a nationwide ad. And it was using those statistics and, and really just stripping back all of the superfluous stuff that you find in ads these days. You look at any high street, it's almost like an Instagram feed, you know, where you see beautiful pictures, pithy little headlines over the top of them. And after a while, just like Instagram, you know, you start thumbing through it without even thinking. It's just mind-numbing. We'd started a, a campaign called We're Not an Island about two years ago using a very bold typography-led style uh, with massive red hex in the middle, you know, very, very big branding. We had to strip that back take the branding off, just make it jump out, just make that statistic of just how many people are actually homeless in a given area stand out. But then placing that in an area where people will read it was key as well. That's something we'd learned from our past campaign, bus shelters, train stations, where people have time to actually just stop and read advertising, and especially something that doesn't look like everything on the platform. The thing was using out of home, we don't tend to think of that as an offline medium. If your message is strong enough, you can get an online response by people taking pictures of it and commenting on it. People think of it as print. It's almost like Ghostbusters, you know, where you can't cross the streams because um, something terrible will happen. Print can be part of social, can be part of TV. Cross the streams, man. You'll defeat the monster at the end. It's interesting to hear you talk about the order in which this campaign came into being, because one of the things that we've seen in our research is that a brand can't just make claims. They've really got to walk the talk. And so absolutely, HSBC is doing that with this campaign. They are helping people without a fixed address. That's the thing that really jumped out. It was the real thing, and it was brought to us by the brand. You know, we didn't have to make it up. It wasn't a marketing gimmick. It was a tangible action that they were taking. And they have many of these things. They've got Survivor Bank, they work with women who've been abused, helping them escape that modern day slavery. There's tons of things that they're doing as a bank, which is actually really good. We just need to be putting it out there. But obviously, you don't want to have a big ad campaign about that, telling abusers that you're helping the abusees. So you've got to be really careful of how you talk to these people and where you talk to them so they can maximize their help. So each one is different. Absolutely. It's interesting to hear you talk about what the high street looks like. It's a world of Instagram. When we look at this winning ad against the rest of the winning ads, it is the only ad that doesn't have any visuals. As you say, it's typographically led. And some people might say, is it creative? I know what I think. What would you say to them? Oh, I mean, I stopped listening to what people say many years ago. Every time you go out, you hear, oh, TV's dead. Social's going to kill it. Long puppy ads are dead. You know, short form is this. I think it's context is king, right? Or queen. It's everything. If you have the right message and you put it in the right place and you're saying the right thing and it's true, 
you're going to cut through. There's too many opinions, to be honest. Like, <laughs> everyone's an expert these days. There's some tried and tested tricks that work. Everyone's doing one thing, do the opposite. There was a famous agency that built a whole heritage around that. Ignore what people are saying and do what's best for the client you know, and the product you're trying to sell. I couldn't agree more. I think the fact that this did come to the top of our pile when we show it to real people in real life, they say to us, this is incredibly impactful. It actually generates quite a strong emotional response as well. Did you have any problems getting this creative past the client or was everything a dream? It was pretty much a dream. The hardest thing with this is always being very conscious of the storytelling and trying to come across as genuine. When you're doing purpose-driven advertising, you're going to be scrutinized, right? Because with great purpose comes great scrutiny. If you're going to say something, you really have to be careful of what you're saying. And it was the reason we took the big hex off the middle of it. We didn't want to come across branding homelessness. You know, it's like, oh, look, there's a bank, you know, taking advantage of homeless people where you're actually helping the homeless people. We had to be very careful of how we put that message out. And that's why we stripped it back even more than we had before and just put the message up front and centre. We also got given 20 minutes of free time on the Piccadilly Lights in London because the Westminster Council loved the idea, the sort of media placement agency loved it as well. So we are able to just put that message everywhere. But that was probably the hardest thing was how can we do this without coming across like we're disingenuous? There's a couple of interesting points in there. Some of them have been well talked about in the industry for a couple of years now. One is that when brands use purpose in advertising, there is a tendency that it could become sadvertising and it kind of goes into a downward spiral. The other one is about how you make purpose advertising effective because you say you don't want to brand homelessness but at the end of the day hsbc is paying for this creative and needs to see a return out of it so more generally how do you think we do make content that is both creative and effective or you could flip that around say content that is both effective and creative it's the difference between purpose-driven marketing i'd say and cause-driven marketing a lot of agencies will have a calendar and go oh look you know it's pride month so we need to rainbow wash something and that's the problem it's not built into their brand that's where a lot of agencies and brands stumble if it's not true to your brand don't do it or if you are going to do it, make sure that people know that you're doing it for a cause. That's where the scrutiny comes in. If you look at the homeless bank accounts, our line is Together We Thrive. And it's about helping people, communities and businesses in the UK thrive. And where do you start? You know, the people who are on the streets, helping them. I mean, that's true to the brand. To be creative, uh, you need to find something that's true to the brand. You can't just grab something out the air and try and you know, shoehorn it in. <laughs> you know, Nike selling ice creams, for instance, would be great, I imagine. You've got to find something that's relevant to the brand. Otherwise, you're just doing cause-based marketing and claiming it to be purpose-driven. I think that's an important point to make. And at Kantar last year, we were looking at the representation of women and appropriate representation of gender in advertising. Of course, this year, we've been talking about racial representation and I think after Black Lives Matter was thrust into the limelight, a lot of brands didn't know what to say. Some brands or some commentators said, well, if you say nothing, you're complicit. What's your take on how brands need to react around this whole representation perspective? You do need to say something, but you've got to be smart in what you're saying. And I can't think of the brand, but what they came out with, they said. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. 
From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We're not going to respond right now because we're looking internally to see our own policies and to see what we can do versus saying, yeah, we're 100% behind Black Lives Matter. Because again, you come down to that scrutiny thing. You're going, oh, that's what you say. And then you ask the staff, start an internal look or view. So you've got to be careful what you say. But I think brands definitely need to walk the walk. They've just got to be prepared to do that when they say something. I don't know if you saw those things on Twitter with the T, you know, when someone was being a racist and they just shut them down. I thought that was genius. You know, it was like, don't buy our brand if you if you're a racist. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, fine, you know, I'll swap to another T brand. And they were like, no, you can find someone else because, you know, we're behind this too. I love the fact that brands came out and stood behind, you know, the cause. You can't just come out and say, you know, we're 100% behind it if you're, you can't back that up. You've got to be very careful. I agree entirely. I do think it's an incredibly difficult area. In a piece that I've written, the conclusion I come to is that you must at least say that you are for gender diversity. You are against racism. I think the line from the brand that you mentioned there, which is we're looking at our policies, is actually a very, very good one. In terms of gender diversity and all that, it was a famous award-winning campaign with a bronze statue in Wall Street. I won't mention the, uh, the name of the brand. <laughs> They came out and it was a phenomenal piece that when you looked at that, you were like, wow, this is an amazing campaign. But the depth behind it was so shallow because they themselves had to then go and prove it actually came out that they had a massive gender pay gap. It just undermined everything they'd tried to do, which I feel is really sad. Had that been true and backed up with facts, that campaign would be even better. And that was the feeling when I first saw that was like, man, this is phenomenal. But then when you find out, you just go, oh, man. It was the talk of the town in Cannes. And it's funny you say you won't mention the brand. I think very few people would remember it. That to me talks to the creative part of that campaign, how you tie the brand in as well as its efficacy and beyond what the company was doing. Let me come away from representation and back to purpose and brand. One thing that strikes me, and you touched on this slightly earlier, is with different divisions, different stakeholders in clients, brands are having to find that they need to balance their purpose or cause marketing with brand and performance marketing. Peter Field talks about how much we need to put behind brand, how much we need to put behind performance, but then there's also this performance piece. How do we get the balance right? If you're a brand like Nike and it, you know your purpose is to make people better athletes and you've been true to that for 30 years plus, just keep doing what you're doing. Their campaigns are phenomenal and we've seen that in the lockdown. They just stayed true to their purpose and help people stay at home and become better athletes. Their sales have increased by just staying true to the people they were. They did that with the Dream Crazy ad. You know, Even that 
divided the nation and said, you know, with anti-American, they still saw an increase in sales by alienating one part of their community. So they stayed true to that. Being pure advertising, that it's fine too, if you can make people laugh. And I think we need a, a lot more humor these days. I mean, every ad is very somber and, you know, we'll get through this together and let's hold hands. And I think if you can say, look, you know, let's have a smile at the good moments, that could be just as effective. It might not be as long lasting as a purpose-driven campaign, but it can definitely be effective in the short term, get you in the people's stories. There's a really good thought there. And it does take me back to Can Lions a couple of years ago. And there was one session about whether advertising needs to get back to the job of selling stuff and putting purpose to one side. And one of the commentators said, you know, for some brands, purpose isn't about saving the planet, changing the world. It's actually just making someone feel good about what they're wearing that day, or it's just about giving them a little laugh. That little laugh thing, I think, touched on advertising earlier. It's something that has disappeared from so much advertising these days. In some ways, it's easier to show sadness than to drive happiness. I think if you think back to your childhood, how many jingles can you hum from adverts? I can remember a whole bunch of them. And that's before I even went into advertising. And back then, it was like the ads were funny. And you did have the odd sad one. But I think everything has become cause-based, right? Because one, there's the award-winning side of it. We can do something that changes the world for a day. We can win big. Humor is being lost. I think we need to bring that back. The other point that you're making that I think is important, illustrated with Nike, is about consistency. We see this time and time again. Nike's permission to say what they're saying is based on having said it for years. It does underline that it's a commitment. It's a strategy. Purpose is not a tactic. It's not a short-term thing. Exactly. They're saying you either buy into this or don't. They can't say, we're not going to make you a, a better athlete. You have to make yourself a better athlete. You know, get off the couch and just go do it. But if you want to do it, do it with us. And I think that's the power of it. They just say the same thing over and over, but in different ways and in really creative ways. Well, you find some brands tend to flip and flop between different messages. So you have no idea who they are or what they stand for. You said it, it's like you feel good about wearing a pair of Nikes. You feel good in a pair of Levi 501s, the dad brand from my generation. There's things that resonate with you. That's what brands do well when they do it well. They make people feel something. It's very easy just to put out bland vanilla advertising. You just have to travel on the tube to see that. There's thousands of terrible ads. Probably 98% of advertising is not so great. I couldn't agree more. One of the things I've been thinking about is the importance of purpose since the beginning of the pandemic. And it particularly came to mind in an email from a student who is doing a thesis on sustainability and said, is sustainability going to be as important as it was last year? 2019 in the new normal. Has COVID-19 put purpose to one side or has it made it more important than ever, do you think? It's made it important, just as important. You know, this is just one in a line of many things that have happened. You think of Black Lives Matter, purpose is always going to be there and it's always going to be important. But many brands jumped on the bandwagon. If you remember opening up your email and just seeing every message from a CEO, you know, whether it was chucked lip ice cream or something, yeah, they were like telling you how important it was. That's what happened is people jumped on the bandwagon. But then there's brands that have been doing it really well. Like, I don't know if you've seen the eCover Fertilize the Future Fund. It was just such a simple idea, but it was genius. You know, they said, you know, when life gives you a pile of poo, plant a flower. And there are an ecological washing up powder basically and they've created a fund to help find the next generation of products so you've got an idea we'll help you fund it and it was just such a nice positive moment the copy was fun it just felt fresh so i think purpose is definitely here but there's 
the people who are doing it right and then the people who are just putting it up there for the sake of putting it up there. Everybody can make an execution, but not everybody can get the strategy right, I think is what you're saying. Exactly. There's terrible strategies and terrible executions. Sometimes you cringe and go, why did you do that? to Future Proof. For all episodes and more information, visit Kantar.com or OxfordFutureOfMarketing.com. Please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know when new episodes are released. Thank you.